welcome back to the Mind Heart Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gallo. I'm joined today by my co-host, Ron White, and welcoming to the stage, Mr. Mike Schwartz. Mike is affectionately known around his circle as the Rock Doctor because he's built his career around helping musicians and everyday people be able to let their inner rock star show. Mike comes from a physical training background, and you'll hear him talk about this story in the show. Uh, There was a time where he was in Germany for a training camp, and before he was about to go home, he got to attend a rock show and he stumbled upon the band after the show and was chatting with the drummer whose shoulder happened to be bothering him and Mike immediately went into coach slash trainer mode and helped the guy out. He since recognized the impact that he can have on the music world, a community that is filled with little injuries like shoulder pain when you're playing drums or the guitar when you're moving around on stage. It's also filled with imposter syndrome. Mike helps people now to overcome these obstacles so they can be at their best and be their best when they're on stage, when they're off stage, when they're recording in their entire life. Mike also uses a very interesting tool that you'll get to experience at the end of this. He plays us some music that he picked out based on certain scenarios we talked about. And that music is coming in at different frequencies. So what you end up hearing is really beautiful sound and a vibration that causes your body, your brain, to mimic a certain state of being, restfulness, peace, creativity, focus, depending on the vibration. He uses this type of sonic meditation in his coaching to help his clients tap into their stories and reorganize the way they see themselves. When listening to this, I highly recommend getting to a quiet, restful place and wear headphones. I would even say, when you get to that point, pause it or go back to it when you have a chance to be in these conditions to get the full experience of the music make sure you check out the description for some information about this particular music Um, we have license to use it on this podcast thanks to mike and his affiliation with the creators you're really going to enjoy this one mike is an incredible storyteller an incredible person and coach and we had a ton of fun recording it so Here we go with Mike Schwartz. Where, where is the record button? I found it. It seems. Question of the day, my boys. (laughs) Mike Schwartz, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yo, dudes, it's been a minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's uh, what's new down down south of the border? Mm. uh south of the border your border the canadian border, border he's yeah, talking about guys canadia. <laughs> is mike our first canadian guest oh that's, a, that's an honor we've we've had yes 
We, yes. I say we've had some over the pond guests. Oh yeah, yeah. Love that. The hop, the hop over the pond. The so far, pond. yeah, our reach has been. In, yeah, now Canada, we can include that. That hat and cool. in the UK, we've had some people. We're gonna have someone from Australia on soon. Ah, Aussie, Australia. Australia where, mate. where at, <laughs> where at in um, in Canada are you? Mike? I am way up northwest, the Rocky Mountains. You know Banff. Yes. You're getting close. Yeah. So most people would know Banff. I'm like, okay, cool. Now the major Calgary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's me, right? So I'm just south of Calgary. Mm. Yeah. A town called High River. Played nice. my junior hockey here. It's a beautiful small town. I uh, it took some time to get in love with it when I was playing puck here because it was a long drive and it always felt so far out away. And now it's that long drive is so nice to be away from it all, man. <laughs> it's funny how we grow up, eh? I can imagine. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite part about that? Oh, man, High River, High River, Alberta. The right? Yeah, High River, Alberta. And the small town vibe is the best part and the hidden treasure. We've got a river that goes right through, the Highwood River, of course, right? Mm. Who would have thought that that town, and this town was put on the map because of the floods way back. 2013, was that? And the whole town was wiped out. And the community spirit, I mean, the slogan went High River Strong, right? So the whole country and international aid and relief and uh, that community, that, that spirit is very, very strong here. You've got a lot of small business owners that all help each other, you know, myself included, being part of that, being part of the High River Performing Arts Foundation. So after the floods washed the whole town out, we lost our theater. We lost all of our performance. And uh, this, this kind of a, a place is really great because we've got like the foothills where a lot of folks come, they're artists, they're writers, they're the creatives and they, they uh, nestle themselves tucked away into the, into the valleys and into the foothills out just outside of the town, which is really, really super cool. Cause you go for a big road bike ride out, out mm. down these big open highways and you see these homes that are just like, wow, what, what a dream to, live there hey you got the mountains in the back mm -hmm. the river down the front you're like oh paradise and to have the next crop of artists and uh and as as far as anything like visual artists uh you've got graphics you've got music tons of musicians you've got tons of authors around this area to have a place that's an intentional space for creation and collaboration between those minds is uh is the goal here so to wrap that up in a nice little bow the community spirit all rallying together for the like of of just creation and, and developing and like thinking of that our favorite question what if right what if we were able to build this performance theater space that could invite all of our greatest creative minds in here to showcase their talents and bring others in from all over the world man so what if ah what right. if that's awesome it's happening man what is it that what is it about that town that brings in so many creative people oh, or does it breed the creative people I, is it just so inspiring because banff is a beautiful yes. place it's and it's yes it's okay so like banff is right in the mountains and we're nestled mm -hmm. just in what's known as the foothills right so like mm -hmm. the, the rolling hills before you get to the mountain and then you've got the mountains 
as your landscape and just similar to when I was living in Melbourne, it's like that ocean, the raw power of nature really does draw something new. You know, when you've got a crazy day, you're living in the city. I noticed that, man, my, my mind felt that way, you know, hustle, bustle, go, 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 go. No time to stop, drop, breathe. And then I take my dog out for a walk, tech free, just leave it. Walk down by the river, do a good 45er, rip around. And so many, so many things come up that when you've got all that hustle and that bustle, you're missing because you're thinking about the meal or you're thinking about uh, what you got to do on the agenda for the next 10 days or all this stuff that we think are problems <laughs> in our lives. And then we sit and we're, we're forced to be present in that nature because how can you not be? <laughs> it's like, it's picturesque, man. So I think it's back and forth. People come here mm. because they know that they want that. And I also think that it breeds that because it's so picturesque and it's so, yeah. it's so peaceful and tranquil and you walk out and you just go, wow, man, this world <laughs> is so cool. You know what I've noticed about, um, the creative, the creative mind. Um, it's fast. It's, there's always something on it and it's, how do I, how do I put this? So, I mean, I'm, I've been a musician my whole life artist and, uh, and I always have something I'm thinking about some like this, I, I just need to be doing something. Yeah, man. It's, it's basically ADD. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And so I find myself like loving being part of nature because it's a chance to slow down, limit the input so I can go internal. And uh, reading a book, Ron and I are both reading this book now, The Comfort Crisis, that oh, talks ooh. so much about, um, about creating boredom and, um, and how when you're, when you're actually bored, you start like, you'll count leaves or <laughs> you will, uh, you'll start to imagine things in your head. And, and truthfully, I, I, I imagine, I believe this, everyone has that creative bug, right? Inside 100, 100%, everyone. 100%. And, and then sometimes people are so wrapped up in the, uh, the outside world, mm -hmm. the, the input that, mm -hmm they forget that they have an output. They can actually come up with things themselves, put things out there for others and, and embrace and embrace that creativity. That book has inspired me. I want to, I, I want to go spend some time in the woods and yeah. And, like, and just, rad. and just go, I want to be completely disconnected and uh, like spend like, five to 10 days, like, I don't know, on the, on the loyal sock trail or the Appalachian trail, those, those are not too far from my house. And a lot of time could be spent on them. It just, it's uh, like, and the, the author, Michael Easter is a phenomenal storyteller. Mm -hmm. And, and I love how the, how his writing bounces back and forth between the story of his adventure and some of the science that coincides with the, the, what Matt was saying about boredom, about being in nature and about uh, disconnecting uh, what you mentioned, you know, just letting go of the, the tech, leaving it behind and how important it is for us to um, 
connect with like what things were actually like for our ancestors you know like they who didn't have a choice but to walk miles every day so they could eat or get water or you know um had to had to find some way to protect themselves from the elements whether it be by building shelter or finding a cave to stay in you know like um you get creative yeah yeah no shit right when Um, when life's on the line it it makes it, it makes me wonder how many of uh the air quoted first world problems could be solved if people would spend more time in the woods Mm, yeah and and just being human yeah what what if what if human human beings were more about being human right (laughs) like just what if boys um everything you just said really resonates with uh my favorite group of uh you guys may know them mother mother they're real big in uh in the states and in some pockets of the world they are the they're the freaks and the weirdos that I like to hang out with. I, I'd say they're original Canadian gangster pirates. Hmm. Um, a particular song off their Sticks album. This you can tell their their primary uh, songwriter Ryan Gildemont. He's uh, he's the lead. He's the primary songwriter, and his sister Molly. She's uh, she's right there too in, in the group. And uh, their their harmonies. If you guys like musical genius. Uh, their harmonies rival Queen, man. It's um, it's it's incredible music that they write, and they've got a little bit of the classical. They got a lot of Pixies, a lot of '90s vibe, and uh, and the the song that comes to mind is "Bit by Bit," and just the opening verse is "Bit by Bit." I'm gonna get my bricks out in the sticks, bit by bit. I'm gonna build my house in the wildest thickets. I'm gonna get away from all those mouths and my shit. I'm going to say goodbye to all the la di da di da di da di da And then the chorus kicks in and it's just like, I'm getting, you got to listen to the song. It's just, it's outrageous. I'm getting on a mountain away from all the people on the ground and some cops sticking up my wagon. Right. It's like just going back to the roots, man. Like get back into where we were before all of this chaos that we built right that we built it's our own it's our own doing and our own, own unraveling and that's where that's where music can really lend a hand in getting perspective right and you just listen to this song and it's like what's the name of that song called bit by bit, bit by, by mother bit. mother yeah that's wow. my what album was that on on the sticks, the sticks. Yeah, you'll see a white white cover three cross oh that's an older one yeah yeah 2012 yeah they do they like man they have put out they are producers in the archetype world man they are master generator producers they just and they got another one coming out they're doing a world tour right now gonna be kicking that off and if they haven't already they're they're doing that so man they are they're wild yeah pop that pop that bad boy on there let's sear this I hear some Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, big! These guys are my—they're my jam. Ali, Ali, see that on drums. Yeah, I go back with these homies. They're—they're uh, they're very, they're very rad. Anybody listening to this, go check out Mother Mother. One hundred percent. There's some like, I'm getting like a oh, psychedelic yeah. vibe, like we were talking oh, about yeah. before.
Oh, you went to the sticks. This is a great song too, though. Oh, I went to that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. This yeah, is a great yeah. song too. It's fantastic. If you want to hit bit by bit, this Let's this is one it. of their radio. That's that's one of my favorite songs on the album, though. The sticks. That's there. My my res was stuck on the word the sticks. All good. All good. <laughs> that's all right. Bit by bit, I'm gonna get my bricks out in the sticks. Female vocalist? No? No. That's the interesting thing. Ryan takes those, and then you'll hear these harmonies. You can hear them in the back. That's his sister and Jasmine Parker. There, you hear that? Yes. Yeah, here we go. That's him hitting that falsetto, too. Molly sits right under it. So you got Molly, Jasmine, and, and Ryan that are, are the primary vocalists here. Mm. Right? Just real whack music, man. Real whack. Real whack. Love it. That's fun. Yeah. And when I first heard them, associated with, like, I had just heard them on the radio. Well, not first heard them, but I heard one of their singles. It's a long story about how I was introduced to Mother Mother, and I owe my sister for that. Um, and uh, I heard one of their later singles come out after I was first introduced to them, and it was very, very different. So I, I didn't click right away. And when it came on and associated with a band named Mother Mother and just the way this particular song was sung, I was like, oh, these guys are like a lady fronted great group. And then I saw them at Virgin Fest and I was like, I did like, you know how some people do like the double take? They're like, oh, wow, what was that? What's, like uh, seven, what's Virgin Fest, by the way? Virgin, Virgin Fest is similar to like a much smaller scale Coachella. Okay. Okay. Cool. like a weekend festival it, it came to canada for only a few years in select cities uh with you know virgin mobile was putting that on branson and company right and it came to calgary and mother mother was a relatively new group and i was like oh cool i've heard of them before and i had known this and i got there and as i say like most people do the double take kind of thing i did like a 17 take boys i was like what the fuck that's a dude <laughs> how's that a dude no way and i was like instantaneously i was like holy sh shit this is this is a next level kind of band like these these guys know what's going on and the stuff that they they're very conscious of their um, position in society and they talk a lot about that in their songs and, mm -hmm. and relationship and where the last couple of years have really brought some people down there a glimmer of hope that there is another way out and uh, and they they really do breed that, and they're great human beings. Like I said, I've, I've had the opportunity to hang with them for for quite some time over the past years, in the past decade, anyways. And they're just class act, amazing human beings. And that's that's the inter most interesting part about music and musicians is that at the end of the day, we glorify these people as rock stars, and they're just human beings. And that's the fun part. Yeah, it's the best, right? They're people who love, love, love what they do. And when you meet someone who's like up there in the, in the music world, you start talking about like music and they will go for hours. Yes, sir. It, you know, they're just nerds like us who, who got lucky or who worked their asses off or both. Both, man. Both yeah. for sure. I think it's Absolutely. definitely both. <laughs> yeah, you got to work. You got to put those reps in and you've got to... That the energy of the universe really does play a role, right? When you're grateful and you show love and compassion, you want to be good, put good out there. You want to get there, 
get there and get that out there for somebody else pay that shit forward and oh man that's you know the topic of the day oh, <laughs> right <laughs> i see that across and we've, we've spoken about this before i see that that theme across um every industry you know you look up to well-known business owners and uh celebrities of any kind and you talk to them about this shit that they love and i you know we always reference joe rogan on here um, because he's awesome and he he just dives into that he has that like i don't give a fuck who you are or what you do like what do you enjoy yeah (laughs) what's your where are your passions so like you know talking to someone who is who could you know have a multi-million dollar record label and they're talking about their dog yeah. or how they like to, <laughs> how they like to uh, do puzzles. Like, <laughs> Dude, right. Yeah, we're, you all, get that. we're all the you same. That. Yeah. It's, it's such a human element. And when we strip back all of the success and all the story and all the whatever, bro just wants to have a coffee every morning, man. You know? <laughs> it's a job. It's, at. it's, it's a job. What do you, Mike, what do you do that you get to uh, live that kind of life and hang with people like, like, like a band like that? Dude, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting getup. I've uh, adorned the name, the rock doctor for, I want to say a plethora of reasons. And I get to, I get to bring the rock star out of individuals. Yes. A lot of them are musicians and a lot of them, as, as we all know, we, we face this imposter syndrome and the fear of not being or doing well enough. And I get to bring that out. I get to be like, pop, pop, snap out of it, bro. You're, you're way fucking good. And you're looking down the wrong corridors. Mm. <laughs> you know, you told yourself one thing for many, many years. And uh, it started with strength and conditioning. It started with uh, my, my work in the gym as a you know, world-class personal trainer, strength coach, hockey bro, coming in, getting people ripped, getting people down, making people happy, high-fiving, doing the whole jazz. And the challenge was I was also living the musician lifestyle, right? And this goes back to what I feel is the dawn of time, 16 years now, right? And I'm looking, wow, I've been doing this my whole adult life and then some. And I was... I was always in the crossroads. I was always athlete, living really well, going to the gym, doing this. And this is even in high school. I was just always superior, world-class, just always training, always just loving exercise, loving playing sports, just doing the thing. And then I came across music. Ooh, man, look out. You could be what, a rock star? I fucking love drums, man. I was banging around on drums and pots and pans when I was a kid, listening to Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, hammering away <laughs> on my mom's pots. <laughs> that drum solo in the intro, that was like my, that was my jam. That thing comes up. Yes. My mom's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just hammering away on pots, mom. What's up? Okay. So this goes back a while. This is like my, this is in me, right? And when I, came to and and really started to after high school or even in high school going like what do I really want to do I I had the choice of doing junior hockey I was Bantam drafted to the WHL and like yeah cool that's that's cool you know it for me growing up in Canada a small town 
just east of Calgary, Chestermere, Alberta, rep, rep, just outside of, and, and growing up on a farm. And like, we stayed out of trouble by playing sports, man. I was like shoveling the slough and going playing hockey with my bros. And then we had a little town just south of us where they put a rink in, man. That's how, that's how dialed in these people are. We had ODR for, for my Americans, outdoor rink, ODR, all over the place. Smallest town, they'd have like four bars and an ODR. And that, that's what, like, that was small town kid. Like, it was like, that was, and that just told you a lot about the people, you know, they mm-hmm. had a lot of, a lot of things going on in their lives. And those were their escapes, you know, it was either booze and like a, you know, a honky tonk kind of thing or sport. And it was hockey. And I chose that growing up. And the challenge being when you're faced with, okay, we got hockey and all the pressure that comes with the political side of like high level sports still going on you had to be this person to that to the, it was draining me as a human and I, I i was unaware of it now man looking back i'm like well shit i'm glad i got through that it made me strong um just the politics of it all you know you, you're not from the right towns so you don't make the team it doesn't make any sense at all yeah so okay mm. And at the same time, I was growing this really cool fostering community of musicians where everybody was like the opposite of that, like collaborative and really grown in. So I had this like fork in the road when I was growing up. So ultimately, when it came down to it, I still love to train and I found the benefit of health and wellness and exercise. And that lit me up beyond belief when I got to do that with other people. And they'd come into the gym, they do their session and I found, you know, I, I had so much control over what they could do. And it was really, really empowering. Cause like I had a, a, a piece of the pie for them turning their life around in many cases, which was super cool. And then fast forward to doing the athlete thing. Uh, I switched out of hockey, later found speed skating, long track speed skating. I had an opportunity uh, after about a year of training here in Calgary with my coach and my team, an opportunity came up in Germany. And I'm looking at it going like, oh, sweet. I could go to the International Speed Skating Academy, which was sponsored by Kia, the car company. I was like, oh, that's cool. It was in deep, deep woods of Insel, Germany, like Austria border. Super cool. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. And it's in the summer. Oh, hang on. What does one do when they go to Europe? Why, why wouldn't I do a Europe trip? Of course. <laughs> could possibly go wrong there right (laughs) now had i this is where the interesting part in the story where had i done this the opposite i would have like if i had another opportunity would have probably done the high performance training camp (laughs) before the tour of amsterdam berlin uh much of the uk pub scene like just yeah you can imagine had to knock off a couple uh couple layers of rust after uh, a two-week stint of touring Europe before this, well, 10 days really. So I get into camp, make the team, long story short, and had this opportunity as I, I remember vividly because I was sitting on the spin bike doing a flush ride after a big, hard uh, ice session. And, uh, and an in, uh, email came through my inbox and it was my airline offering like, hey, if you wanted to switch, we have a new flight out of Frankfurt back to Calgary, you know, Google was prime even back then. And this is back, what, 2015 or so, right? I'm looking back and I'm going, oh, wow. Well, I've, I know I've made the, made the roster and the development team. That's cool. So if I go back, 
you know, five days earlier than what was planned, then I can get back here, get all my stuff sorted. I can get back here sooner. That was the thought process in my head. See, the caveat is I read the email. I'm like, oh, that's tomorrow in Frankfurt. I'm in the South. Frankfurt's way North. I need to leave now. <laughs> so I get uh, with the exercise physiologist. He's the only guy that, uh, that was driving at that time. We had to get out of the town to the train station, which is still a 20 minute drive out of town. And then I had to, it was a connection thing. Like we had times to make. So I make the train, get on and I get to relax. And I remember sitting on the train Wi-Fi and just scrolling through because in my head, I'm like, I had to get up to Munich. And I was like, oh, I remember there was a band that I wanted to see. Man, and it always comes back. I'm like, of course, if I'm in Europe, I, know. I just really wanted to see like a Europe show, right? That'd be so cool. Get to a nightclub, go see a rock show in Germany. That'd be sweet. So I remember like doing my research as I was going to Germany, like what bands are playing. And turns out, sure as shit, the, in, the band in particular is the Intergalactic Lovers. And uh, they're like a cross between somebody like Metric and minus the bear like a little bit of synth pop a lot of indie rock really cool lady fronted rock and roll band oh god it'd be killer to see loved their album stuff was excited to see if if i could catch and sure shit they're playing in munich the night that i had little layover in munich before i got up to frankfurt which was like wow universe thank you here's the thing i'm still in starving artist mode you know, starving athlete mode. I don't flick on data. Not a chance. Not roaming. Not roaming charges. I'm poor. <laughs> right? So I get uh, out at this, like, I have no idea where this place is. It's called the Ampere in Munich. And I have no idea where it is. So I just get off at this train station. I'm like, ah, this one looks good. <laughs> Munich's big, folks. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no idea where the hell I am. I look at this thing going like, well, now what? I get off the train. I'm out of Wi-Fi. So I'm just like, okay, use your, use your words. And I spoke, it was like conversational German. So enough to get by, right? I was well enough to, to understand most things and, and process. And I have my books anyway. So I see this guy and I, let's call him Helmut, All right? He's, he's my dude. He's sitting there. He's wearing a poncho. He's sitting on the corner. And I start speaking, uh, sprechen Sie Deutsch, going like, I, can, you, can you tell me where the Ampere is? And he points me off into like this mystical land over the bridge and across the river, which looks like the fucking magical forest of, I don't even know. It's like Narnia. Okay. I'm like, okay, sure. All right. You see that I'm clearly a tourist. I've got my, like my packed bag. I've got speed skates in the back. I look like I'm going to go fucking hike the Alps. Never mind. Go look for a rock show. So I don't know if buddy's just sending me into his goons or whatever, but I'm thinking, ah, you know, YOLO. <laughs> Why not? Well, okay, let's trust Henrik or Hank or whoever the hell this guy is. And just like, okay, let's, let's try this. All right. So he points me across the river into the, uh, into the magical forest of Narnia. And I see this guy and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's dark. It's, it, there's no friggin' rock show. <laughs> He's pointed me into a forest boys, sent me into his goons. I'm sitting there. And then I turn this corner around. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. I'm like, no shit. Heinrich, Helmut, whatever the fuck your name was. That's thank you. <laughs> I turned the corner and it's this like warehouse that's converted into a nightclub. And that's what they do in, in Munich, right? As, as I later learned. And sure enough, Ampere. And I got there and I, I had a similar experience, you know, broken English, broken German with the door guy who definitely didn't speak much. So he go grabs his buddy. Let's, uh, let's give him a name too. I don't know. Let's go with Hans. 
<laughs> good old German name, Hans. Hans and Jürgen, I don't know. Hans comes in. He's like, he, I tell him my story. I'm like, hey, Canadian, just overnight, really wanted to see these guys. He's like, oh, show's almost over, but like, oh, and then I tell him Canadian national anthem. Oh man, yeah, come on in, right? <laughs> come on in. This is great, you know. Leave your stuff. Don't worry about cover, which was great because it was 20 euro. Which starving artist in my head, I'm like, that's my meals for like me getting out of here. And uh, so Hans, the kind soul he was, lets me come in. He says, just you know, buy a drink, tip the bartenders well, and you're good, right? caught the last three or four songs of the, the set. And then um, as we do, being the musician I am, as, at, at the same time, I, I hang out and I wanna meet these guys, hear their story, buy some merch and just have a chat. I didn't have to be anywhere. It was an overnight uh, red eye up to Frankfurt. So I was like, I got a few hours I can kill anyway. And uh, we get to chat and then I see the guitarist going, doing this thing up in the trap rubbing his shoulders i'm like oh immediately off goes the the fanboy hat and on goes the i'm the coach here we go let's do this right and i grab because you gotta remember i had all my training gear right so i go grab my foam roller and i grab a, a little lacrosse ball i still got the exact same one little lacrosse ball i say yo pop this up on the trap and and pop yourself up against the uh the pillar roll this bad boy and then we're gonna do some little active release work and he's like what <laughs> it's like dude right? what's going on so he does it trust me and uh then long story short that is now part of the music fit method that's one of the five minute fixes to alleviate trap and and scat which we see a lot of as guitarists drummers right we're all crunched up this guy goes dude we got to bring this guy to, you got to come with us like we we've still got like five six dates can you make <laughs> can we bring you on and i'm like ah ha ha you know like oh ho, ho, i'm a speed skater i'm heading out to, to frankfurt i'm going back to canada i'll be back in the fall like i'll see you in a month right <laughs> doesn't click i hit my train we we part ways i buy some merch and I get their contact and everything um part ways somewhere over the mid-atlantic is when it like clicks oh i wake up I'm like, holy shit that's what i gotta do so needless to say i i i have yet to return to uh to Germany I'm I'm now taking care of music that's how it all started though is like physically helping musicians with overuse and overstrain injuries and now that has transpired to uh the mindset which is really the foundation when we when we build our identity on on crumbly rocks doesn't matter how much we worry about the nutrition and sleep hygiene and and overuse injuries because our identity is we are like for me it was i am a broken athlete or i am a starving artist you know we hear it all the time and you, you tell yourself that that's what you are for sure so if we can unlock that now which is a big part of the music fit method and what i help not just musicians with but anybody who wants to find that inner rock star is in order to build the other things that we think are the first you know the nutrition the wellness the the fitness the happiness all of that we got to look at that uh that identity first and it all started with the intergalactic lovers back there in in the ampere in, in munich back in 2015 so thanks boys <laughs> and girls another great band check them out dude that was a roller coaster ride holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a story. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, that's going to be the that's going to be chapter 1 of your book, Mike.
Oh, which uh, it literally is chapter one of my book. There you uh, go. The Musician's Guide to Surviving the Rockstar Lifestyle. That's what inspired writing that book. Ooh. I literally have that as chapter <laughs> where this all came from. Yeah. So wow. The rock stars. The book. Lifestyle. Yeah, check, here, here, here. I think I got an artist copy right here. That bad boy. Sick. Bum, 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 bum. So, we're going to have awesome. to set on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely is. I'm going to make an order, actually. I had, because uh, I can do this and then I can just sign the shit out of it. But this is the one that I actually took right to my editor and made hand notes on all the stuff that I wanted to, to correct, right? So, yeah, I got one of these. I, I prefer these because then I can send them out and I can send, you know, little treats. I like treats. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah here's a little, I don't know, whatever, an album. I don't know. You told me you liked cheese here's a here's a ticket to cheese land or something <laughs> punching my ticket to cheese land with the music fit method man I'm, I'm i'm so glad you told us that story like because when when we were in the course together you know um we didn't really get to know each other that well and i like looked at you and i was like man this guy is a character and what he's doing is very important to him. And I sat there and I'm like, and super unique, like, like, well, at at the same time for, for me, I was like, what is he doing? And now like, now it's like, just so nice to know exactly what it is that you're doing. So music fit is your brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at, man. And uh, it's, it's grown and changed with my experience and my, my education too, because for a long time, like I started, just like I said, I started in the strength and conditioning world. I was the athlete. So I took the mentality of an athlete and applied it to looking at what I was actually experiencing as a drummer performing. I was late nights, poor nutrition, booze, even worse when it's on the road because you're out of all of your home comfort. And that in it, in and of itself is demanding. Imagine, imagine not sleeping in your bed for a month. Fuck that shit, right? <laughs> even, even in the, the five stars, man, it was, it was tough. When I was playing with Midnight Shine, it was like, we were in the best of the best hotels and it was still, you missed your comp, missed the little things like your own fucking pillow. That's how rough it can be. And you're, you feel kind of, and this is where the imposter thing and the, the, the self-worth comes in is because you feel like you're a, a prima donna because you're like, look at this. It's a five-star hotel. Most people would kill for this. And I'm sad because I miss my dog. And I do because like, look at this guy. I gotta show you the dog. Yeah. Uh, look at him. He's so super quiet. Cute. Like, he's just like, he knows dad's working anytime. Like, he's super cute. He, he will, like, if I were to leave the room, we could test this theory. Because he, if I leave the room and go over there, he knows, okay, cool. Got a break. I can get a drink. But otherwise he knows not to do like, cause I'm on, I'm generally in front of screen, either recording or talking or coaching or something like that. So he knows what I'm here. This is my office. And he has a, he has a that, that can be distracting. <laughs> he gets it. He's so smart. That's it's the like, clip I'm going to share on Instagram. By the yeah, way. yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Here we go. That's this is Mike. <laughs> Mike and his dog. Yeah, Mike and his dog. And this is Mike's Mike's imitation of his dog, whose name is Darwin, which makes Darwin. a lot of sense. Yeah. So I 
those little things add up, man. So you can, you can ruin your own identity just because you feel like you shouldn't be, um, you're not worth all of this five-star treatment and stuff because you miss like the little things in life, like your, your water bottle or your book or like the little comforts at home that we take for granted. And after three, 30, 60, 90 days on the road, woo, man, you really come back to high river and just go, mm, I'm going for a walk in the nature. There's the human element man, that we talked about before. What's been the, I mean, now, now you, you've expanded the how, right? How you coach people and how you coach musicians. Um, what's been the thing that's helped the most with people that are stuck in that rock star lifestyle identity of, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. What's been the thing that's like really ignited the flame under people and, and changed things for them? Man, oh man, awesome question. And I love that we highlight this because this is something more people, as you guys both know, being language coaches, language ninjas in the in lifted community, that has been the biggest game changer. And I speak it from myself, right? It's, it's what did it for me. And I'm an experienced guy. I like to test on me. I like to guinea pig myself. And when it works, I like to invite others to try it. And that's, that's been the key is language. Honestly, that, that for a long time being the rock doc, I was, uh, and, and the book itself, when I, when I published this, you know, it's based on the three pillars that are movement, nutrition, and mindset, very physical things that we can touch and feel. And, you know, people wanted the, and those are important, very important pieces. They're also habits. And the thing that I found is that when, like I was explaining, it's like, if we, if we build those habits in, they'll stick for a little while, some longer than others. Um, what if little Johnny doesn't want to get up on stage because he's got, you know, stage fright, he's terrified of singing and his voice. And what if that wasn't that he didn't get a good night's rest the last night and he's been on the road for 40 days. Maybe, maybe it contributes what if it went deeper than that? What if little Johnny was actually eight years old and he ripped out on his ukulele because grandma was over and it was a family uh, outing. Maybe it was a Thanksgiving and he just got this ukulele for his birthday back in the fall and, and he wanted to show off. He'd learned a new song. It's Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And he gets up and, and grandma's watching TV. The news program's on. Grandma loves TV. And Johnny jumps up and, and rips, rips Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And grandma goes, get, the, get out of the way. I'm watching the news. Not now. What if that little bit, the, the, the 13 seconds that that hit, what if that impacted Johnny for the 30 next years of his life subconsciously at a, at a, such a granular level, like cellular, like we're talking deep that that makes everything else in his life. Like he is in the way. What if he shouldn't be on stage because he's not actually worth it? What if that's what that messaging tells him? Because somebody that he truly loved that otherwise would have been told him that through their actions no harm no foul in the moment however what if that contributed to the fact that johnny can't get up on stage 
And that's what I had to look at. Like, oh man, there's something deeper here because people, they were, they were getting over it for a while. They were eating well for a while. They were working out for a while. And then it went right back. Oh, why? It's not because they're lazy. It wasn't. It was, it was all about, oh, okay. There's something deeper. And when we discussed that and we said, okay, what do we feel? And because then we go tangible about it again, the what and the how, okay, what do you feel when you like get a little irate? Oh, wow, man, I just, I feel that, that tension in my chest. Oh, cool. Like a blanket. Wow. Okay. How big is that blanket? You know, we'll go on the spinal tap scale. It's a one out of 11 here. Oh, it's, it's nine, nine out of 11. That's a lot. Wow. Cool. Do you remember another time that that you felt that blanket oh yeah and they'll go back and they'll start talking about it i'm like cool write that down and they write it down and we do the story work we four-step that and we talk about it we we get them to write it down and they breathe through it and they slow down and they read it again and then they read it again and the two things can happen it either gets more intense or it gets less intense and either are great and when they see it down there the biggest difference i found was that it was a story and they saw the same fucking words as i saw and when they got out of it, they went, oh, and they could think about it and they could process it. And the big key of that was just breathing. Wow, man, I didn't realize that that was such a, that's the common answer. I had, what, how did that? And then we can move forward because now we've dressed it. We put it out there. We go, oh, cool. Well, that's interesting. What do you want to do with that? And most people, I don't fucking change that. Cool. What if you could? And then they go, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then they start listing all the things in their life that would improve or change. And then they go, I can get on board with that. And they start talking themselves into exactly what they want because they've now got the story out on paper. And that has been single-handedly the biggest game changer for me in the coaching and especially with the method is understanding less about the why, we don't have time for that, but more about the what and the how. Literally get touchy-feely with it Put it out there on the table. Face your fucking, I, I like the man in the mirror. Man in the mirror. Look at man in the mirror, man. Look at that guy. And then start to uh, move that junk from the trunk, as Fergie Ferg and the boys would say. You know, what you going to do with all that junk? Well, you're going to move that shit out because you don't like it anymore, right? Cool. And how do we do that? You guys seen Madagascar? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. That's where it's very helpful to, to start moving, literally using movement to help move through rather than working out. What if we worked in, worked through? Ah, that's information. Oh, I love that. That's information now. We can do that. Okay. And then we can celebrate good times. Come on, because you're a fucking rock star. I feel like I just got uh, punched in the gut. And then, uh, and then I had this thought like, oh, take my money. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was, um, yeah, stage fright, right? That's curing stage fright. Yeah. That ties back to childhood. And I have this, I've always had this thought, how many drummers have never touched a drum set because their parents projected that they were there was they were too loud or you'll make too much noise that was you mike yeah that was me too i I never got to touch a drum set till i was like 23 and i loved it i loved it yeah piano cool because i have headphones guitar all right but only at certain times (laughs) yeah dude 
Yeah. This, these are real life stories from people that go through these things. Oftentimes when I'm, I'm doing my assessment, we're, we're going through that and we're okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your childhood. you like, you got into music. And most of the people I work with are musicians or music lovers. At least I call them music makers because anybody in the music industry that contributes to the production is a, mm -hmm. is a muso in my head. Right. And uh, I've had a, the pleasure to work with lots, like starting out right to the top and like I've, I've had the opportunity the consistency is right there. Majority of these people and all have this fear of, and it's, either not being enough fear of being too much which first off just as a side note if you're ever fucking told that you are hanging out with the wrong crowd go find a fucking room if you're too much cool take that as a compliment and get the fuck out of that room <laughs> like, it's, nobody's too much man it, it, that's that's amazing that's a that's the best compliment i've ever received so i love that um and then and then we start to realize that these little stories these little things yeah the the Put your headphones on. Make sure you're playing. No, don't put the no. You can't plug the piano into the amp. Are you crazy? I'm trying to watch the news. That's what I mean, dude. That stuff stings. And we do this really good job. Our subconscious mind. One of the one of the primary roles of that bad boy is just to keep you safe. So what do we do? We tuck that shit under whatever we can. Usually it's a rug right there, <laughs> right? And we forget about it for 20, 30, 40, I don't know, years, decades. And it keeps on coming up subconsciously because that's the story of what we think we are. What if we rewrote it? What if? What's Mike, I really, I really yeah. needed to hear you say that about if somebody ever tells you that you're too much, take it as a compliment and get <laughs> the fuck out of that room. I thought that about you when I met you, Ron. I, I, I believe that because it's, it's been said. I've told you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've told you. I meant, I meant it's been said by other people, dick. Well, yeah. Yes. I, okay. I believe that. Yes. I believe. Oh, and also, you know, mom, you know, dad, stop fighting. No, I mean, uh, uh, but this, this, uh, this goes back though. Cause like, um, I was, um, so I live, I live about an hour and 15 minutes away from one of the most world famous uh, BMX trails that ever existed. They don't exist anymore. And I frequented this place back in like 2003, 2004. And, um, and the one day I was, I was asking the main guy a bunch of questions. I was just, you know, like, cause I was interested. We didn't have a spot like like they had here where I live. And I was, I was curious on like how things got built, how they maintained it. Da, 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 da. And this dude looked at me and said, you talk too much. And dude, that sat with me forever to this day. When I see this guy, I think about that, that day, like, um, and I can remember a long period of time, like, if he was around, I would just go talk to other people. I would just avoid him. I would, I, yeah, I would, I would be quiet. And, you know, I outgrew that feeling, but, you know, it goes right back to how many drummers were never touched a drum set because they were told it's too loud. How many, how many artists were never fucking picked up a paintbrush because their parents told him it wasn't worth shit yeah. like man oh man all day every day dude 
it's it's wild in my, my experience my stepdaughter I'm sorry I'm sorry no no no, no. Uh, keep going keep going keep my going. my stepdaughter is a mega creative mega like like she, and she bounces like she'll she's like dude she's got a, a ton of anime drawings like she'll she'll pick up her ipad and she'll put it so she'll like have a picture she'll put it in a thing and then she'll get the her pens or markers or paintbrush and dude she will just draw and it's fucking amazing and 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 then and then she'll like she'll like she'll like put on her halloween costume in the middle of june and like start like you know wanting to do all this kind of stuff and like and like sometimes it's annoying to me and her mom right and like i have to i i I do everything in my power to encourage the behavior because i know i know what it's like to be told you can't do that i know what it's like to be told don't bring your bass guitar to my house you can keep it at your grandmother's that's that happened to me you know um like that was a limiting factor in my being a musician like i could only practice temporarily i could only practice when nobody was home in my grandmother's basement like yeah and how many other people have stayed quiet because somebody said you talk too much dude and that's that's where we're at man it's probably take out the probably it's that's a big reason why i love sitting here with you and matt right now getting the opportunity to talk because man we all have shit to say i bet there's a lot of people listening who's listening to this episode who are thinking oh man that's me man that one time when i was seven yeah Yeah. and uh, hey if you are listening and you're and you're thinking that then uh we need we could have a conversation yeah. Talk to any of the talk. Talk yeah, to any of the three of us. us. <laughs> I love that would, talking. That'd be I fun. love listening. That's, dude, yeah. and that's that's the thing that I've learned is that I was I was often told that as a kid I was, and for a while I used it as a defense mechanism too. Right, we discovered that in level one mm. that I would talk real yeah. fast and I would talk because I was funny and I was like, oh, cool, because it deflected all the actual inner insecurities that I that I had about myself because. I had to project that rock star and be the goofball and at my own cost. Like I'll, I'll do that as long as I get attention because of, of a lot of the stories that I was going through, because I couldn't even play my goddamn instrument. Like I started playing drums way late. I wanted a drum set, you know, growing up in Canada, growing up farm kid, you know, you got to earn it. You got to go and do it. You earn your, your chores money and then you can, you can go and buy your damn drum set. Okay, cool. So I bought two. You did. (laughs) I bought two at the same time, right? And and put them together. I had like a super kit. I was like fucking Motley Crue going double kick and everything. Yeah, it was fucking insane. Right? Double all kick the, with two bass drums. Yeah, two bass drums. That's exactly that's, it. Yeah, that's exactly looking, what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, like, I just, I just picture Lars Ulrich with his two bass drums. Like, yeah, dude. That was, <laughs> I was like, for a long time until I started gigging, I was like, yeah, more the merrier. And then I started gigging. I'm like, fuck that. Smallest <laughs> kit you can possibly do. You got to play a lot. Fuck that shit. Right. You're going up and down stories and uh, stairs. Oh, yes. And when I came home, I had one hour. I had to do my chores. I had to do, I had to do all the, all the work first, get my homework in. And then if I had enough time before dinner, I could play drums for one hour tops. Rarely did that happen because the the chores in themselves, I got home from school around three 34 
dinner was generally 6 30 man i had an hour of chores and then if i had homework i had to do that before drums i was lucky if i was sneaking in 15 20 minutes on most days ever mm-hmm. right and and then as a kid you you try to break the laws i was a pirate gangster when i was a kid right so i would find ways to like fucking cheat the system um that's so parents if you're listening let your fucking kids be creative like that let them do what they want to do and praise the shit out of that that's the best thing you could possibly do if they fucking suck let them know they're gold you're going to give them that encouragement. They're going to get better. You can teach that. What you, what you will do mm-hmm. is you will unearth that drive and make them feel that they are not worth it and that they can't pursue not only music, but anything else in life. So take that into consideration when you tell your kid that you're putting limits on them because kids are the ones that are uh, the, the, the next generation that can make this world a much better place. You said they're going to get better. That's like a, there's that huge limiting belief that I see a lot of parents have. And I deal, I talk to a lot of parents every day um, who talk about their kids all the time. And, uh, and they're talking negatively about like the thing that they're doing. Oh, it's not that good at, you know, this, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, Sally plays uh, sports and, you know, she's really not keeping up with the other kids. I'm like, okay, you can learn that stuff. How are you going to learn it? How are you going to get better? You know, talent is, talent is made, right? What's that? What was that quote from the talent code on the cover of the book? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I got it somewhere up here, but, uh, Talent is not, yeah, there you go. Greatness isn't born, it's grown. Here's how. Dude. And uh, and yes, there is, you know, when we're born, like what happens when we're born? We have genetics and all that stuff comes into play. Hey, maybe my, my finger's a little too thick for the guitar, but I play anyway. Works good, works well for the bass though. And uh, we, we grow up around other things and that's what instills the real talent is the, the environment, the passion, like, Hey, you see your parents doing something, you're going to do the same thing, gravitate toward that. And then depending on your neurology, Mm. you might, you might be adapt quickly or take more time and everyone learns differently, but we get the idea, but parents, yeah. To reiterate what Mike said, like allow them that create creative window. And encourage them, even if they encourage. suck. <laughs> affirm, affirm. I love, yeah. I love the language. Affirm, like a, give them, give them an affirmation um, toward that. Because, because a lot of parents, man, they're they're encouraging with negations and soft yeah, talk. Right? Like, yeah, that don't, was pretty. That was pretty good, buddy. Uh, don't uh, don't do this next time, and you'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like, <laughs> wow. What what if we just flip that around, solid yeah. that up? That was good. And there's room for improvement. Yeah. And if you try Whoa. this, I bet it'll sound even better. Yeah. And are you guys familiar with Macklemore? Yeah. Of yeah. Course. So, so, and, and Malcolm Gladwell and the 10,000 hours, we put a song out in the heist, right? And this song, this line, when I heard this, this changed my game. And uh, the, the line uh, he was talking about, he, he relates a lot of his actual poetry and his art 
back to literally art. And one of the lines that really stood out to me is the greats weren't great because at birth they could paint. The greats were great because they'd paint a lot. So thinking about art as a subjective piece right from the get-go, what makes it good or, or, or not good? Like that's a subjective thing, right? So how can Johnny be good at it? Honestly, it's the, the creative expression is actually the, the process is the, is the beauty, right? So let them do it as mm. much as they can. Let yourself go from that. Let yourself, here's the real thing. Cause oftentimes we'll, we'll project even on our, like in working with people, we're projecting on their kids or on their friends or whatever. And this is a game changer for people listening is that oftentimes if you take a step back, you are telling that kid a projection based off of what you see in them that you don't like about yourself. So fucking go and do it yourself. Go do what you wanted to do. <laughs> Put your 10,000 hours in on the thing that you weren't told you were able to do, because right now you're ancestrally putting that on your kids, which, you know, you, you can, again, I come back to the point, we can make this world way better if we change ours, change your world and little pockets of those little worlds will go and change. And I truly believe that the power of that is in music and creativity, because that is a language that expands borders and, mm. and, and both physically and our minds. It's, it's, it's a, a language that expands language like like mm, it transcends language we, yeah it's a language that transcends language they, because you can all understand it we could all thank you yeah like resonate. I, I can i can go stand next i can go stand next to a statue in a museum and be right next to somebody from germany who literally can't communicate with me because we don't speak the same language, mm -hmm. but we can definitely agree that that statue is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. we With a smile. <laughs> we can definitely agree that the sound coming out of that amplifier is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. And if you put the same words down in my language and in his language, we can agree that those words go together well when it comes to like poetry, something like that, you know, like. The and even that's subjective you look at something you're like yeah it's awesome or is it really awesome or do i like it yeah that's exactly right and that's because someone else could truth, hear right like like you play you play uh you play zeppelin for people in the you know who grew up in the 50s or the 40s they're gonna say turn that shit off <laughs> where's yeah. my sinatra wow. yeah yeah <laughs> I want to hear my Gene Krupa and the, you know. Yeah. Even it, it's all great. It's all great. Yeah. And, and here's an interesting thought too, that came up when you guys were talking about that. You, I know you asked me, what's the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce of like, what, what helps you unlock the door for people down corridors they were yet to find in the castle of their life. That's how I interpret it anyways. Athletically poetic over here. The, the other secret sauce is literally the sonic manipulation of like our bodies are our energy fields right we're we've got chakras we got seven in, in the body we got up to up to 13 outside of our body right so it's like it's wild when we look at our chakra and frequencies and the tissues that are associated i know i said language is the the key coupled with music that is lights out game changer because what we can now do is we have a gateway because here who who wants to go to a workshop 
shop to fix their broken shoulder or whatever. Like that implies subconsciously on a level that you're broken. Fuck that. However, what if you go to a concert to experience something new? Well, that's much more accepting on, on a general theme. So I know you said like, okay, what's the game changer? Well, language tied with music, the two go together. And I love how Ron, how you said like it is like that. And you guys, like it transcends our language. So we can, what if there was a way that we could open our minds, open our hearts, and that's generally done best with headphones, right? What if we got into the zone through music in order to better heal ourselves in our body and those traumas, those emotional traumas, that identity that we're, we're grappling, right? To rewrite that story of our life. What if music was actually the glue that brought movement and mindset together? What if we could what if we could marry the two through mm -hmm. the art of, well, literally art, music, right? And that's, that's what's really mm -hmm. unlocked doors for, for folks coming through the method. There's a, uh, the, this is coming to mind. We had Brandon Powell on the, on the podcast a while back, dude, his, his stuff is wild. Yeah. I did. I went, I attended one of his uh, monthly breathwork workshops and uh, the way he incorporates the music with the breathing it's what I'm, what I'm imagining and, and to get, to get, you know, for the, for the people who like science and the people who like data, who like to, to have backing information, you could, you could study this stuff, like what affects our central nervous system and what affects our physiology. Mm. Um, the, 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 the music that I want you to, I want you to share if you can, Mike, that, uh, those, um, is, are those binaural beats that you that you had they in do, some way? Yeah, yeah. The, the different the frequency. frequency. Yeah, and we can go into. I can explain a little bit. Yeah, of, you know, but on that level like well, that right? kind of and people can look up binaural beats. You know, just listen to a track on YouTube and 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 see if you know, close your eyes and feel it and see what it, what changes in inside of your body or what you imagine, mm -hmm. um, and also the the breath and how that affects our physiology. So you combine. Mm -hmm breathing which is associated with language you you add the 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 tunes you add the frequency changes um and 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 things will change inside of you and it's it's above psychology like we people generally and this is this is a projection and it's also a there's studies to this like people um, embrace their psychology more, more than anything else it's their mm -hmm. stories around what they believe to be true untrue and then there's reality and reality is like the I, I i consider reality to be how in touch we are with our physiology with our bodies and that relationship to the outside world like the environment around us mm. and if you are if you are very in tune with your physiology with how you feel um, on the inside like the physical sensations and how um how your breathing is associated with that and changes um, how you can feel, then it transcends even our own stories and our psychology. And we know that stuff works. Yeah. And as you talk more about adding in the music, I'm wishing that I studied music therapy instead of music composition in college, because it's right. It's a, it's something I always thought was just lame back then. It's and now I'm like, wow, yeah. this is really really cool it, it's it's in in my 
in my opinion, this is the direction my my musical career goes to. I'm mm-hmm. I'm known as the the DJ of fitness, right? Like I curate soundtracks for people going through these traumas, and that's part of the sonic meditation to be able to allow for them to gently open up and become more okay. This is you know I can feel this. This is really cool, very passive, non-invasive way. Not me being like you need to you know eat better and you need to go to sleep better. No, just put some beats on and things will come up. Okay. And that's the interesting part that we talk about the layers of the different tissues in our body and how the energy and the frequency of the music that we listen to can directly stimulate and uncover a lot of this junk from the proverbial trunk. And yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to, uh, to play a, a track for you guys and, and, uh, and let you know both you guys you guys both got your your buds it's best listened to with again talking about binaural beats it's <laughs> it's best listened to the way that that works it goes in one ear at one frequency and comes out at another and what that does is it like jumbleizes that's a cool word right i just made that one up uh your brain um in a, in a different way because your brain doesn't want to feel things like that are dissonant like that right where they, mm-hmm. they clash like we want to have normal like level so your brain has to like bring that down and in order to do so stuff's got to happen inside i like how you you brought up the dissonance factor because if you listen to some stuff that's dissonant and uh i forget in in like baroque period of music they introduced uh was it like the devil's interval or something like that yeah 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 you got the the fifth or whatever it was yeah it was like like a uh yeah a fifth, a but triad, not the triads. Yeah, one above or major fifth. Yeah, and, and um, it, it it you keep when you hear that you feel this shaking in your body. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's magical stuff, and it's so non-invasive. Most people mm-hmm. will be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm up for a karma concert." <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Lay there, listen to music. In, <laughs> sign me up, right? So, I mean, yeah, I do, I do a lot of online events and now we do our in-persons and it just, it really helps open that conversation, right? To the language, to the movement, to the stuff that we're resisting, to the face in the man in the fucking mirror or, or lady, lady in the mirror, right? Um, question for you guys, if you want to go down that road, what, what kind of things are coming up in, in your guys' lives right now? Like, uh, just, is there anything, have you, here's an easy way to put it. And this is what I usually say is like, cool. What kind of, what kind of pain are you feeling right now? Like you, you got any, how's the body? You holding any tension anywhere? <laughs> are, you, are you holding any tension there, Ron? Matt? So, so hold on real yeah, quick sure. before we, hold on real quick before yeah. we go. How do you say that word before beats? What is it? Binaural. Binaural. Okay. Binaural. What is that? Because I heard you guys talking about it before we pressed record, and I was like, uh, uh what? So, I, meaning two or okay. frequencies. So, two frequencies. We we go in one ear. So, in that's why it's um, binaural beats are best listened to in headphones or stereo settings because we need to have need. Listen to me. Let me language ninja myself. <laughs> it is desirable to have. It works best. Uh, yeah. It works, it works best when you got, yeah, your ears, one ear is going to hear at one frequency and then just slightly off on the other. Okay. So that it goes in at different, uh, interval, if you will. Okay. okay? And that's, and that causes, uh, 
It causes a vibration. Yeah. It yeah. makes the brain go, what's going on? It, it <laughs> puts a little bit of tension and makes your brain like similar to a load in a squat. If we're talking, if we do the easy ass squats, however, when we asymmetric, uh, asymmetrically load, the body has to adjust to manipulate that. If we're heavier over here and lighter over here, and we're doing a bilateral movement like a squat, and we got a kettlebell that's at one weight here, and maybe one down in a different position over here, that's going to create the body to go and manipulate that movement pattern to compensate for the off load, right? Does that make sense? Yes. And that's, that's the same thing that the mind can do and has to do when, when we get two frequencies coming in, because it has to compensate, it has to like put it back into normalcy for, for your mind to actually process it properly. And what that does at certain frequencies, it can create um, a change. It can create a, an effect on that so that we can get better development patterns that we're seeking for. And that different frequencies are, are responsible for that. I know that's like, way what <laughs> it's like yeah basically it's gonna make you do more work which is great because we we want to unearth that that junk right Does that all help right me? yes that absolutely helps sweet 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 so can i remind people anyone listening to this now who doesn't already have headphones on put some headphones on to get the best experience yeah. And dudes, what, what kind of stuff, any tension, any, any, any particular areas for either of you guys? I'll, I'll, I'll hit a chakra. So, well. so both of my knees are, are, uh, I don't want to weigh the enlisted athlete. I don't want to put a diagnosis on it, but yeah. um, they hurt. You're feeling them for sure. You're currently, yeah. currently experiencing, currently experiencing discomfort. Uh, to, <laughs> Today, I literally today, um, probably within two hours before we started doing this, I my left knee buckled. Interesting. And and it's it's happened it's happened a few times, like probably ten times over the course of the last couple months, where it it buckles, it gives out, it hurts really bad. It's acute, and and it goes away. The pain goes away. Like mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta like grab a hold of something, take a deep breath and I'm fine. Cool. Well, today I fell to the ground. Interesting. I was in tears. I immediately went to worst case scenario of a lot of things. Um, and uh, my wife and I went for breakfast and like literally in Cracker Barrel, I started crying at the table. Like it, the, the experience today fucking rocked me. Cool. <laughs> That's super fucking cool. And thank you for sharing that, dude. Yeah, of course. Dude. Yeah. Wow. My, my wife was, my wife was terrified. She's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? She's like, cause, cause she's seen me experience the buckling before. Mm -hmm. And like literally within a minute, I'm back to normal doing stuff. Well, you know, I was on the ground for over a minute, like, right. Right. like, and it was just a very terrifying situation. Interesting. Dude. Cool. Super cool. Okay. I got one for you for sure. Matt, you got anything going down in the legs? The legs? No. No. Where, where are you? Where are you hitting? Uh, I get my, my low back. Ah. 
I started feeling some tension before. Yeah. When I, I was okay. holding my son earlier, hanging around and just, I started to notice some uh, little back discomfort, did some squats and it felt better. And now it's sitting here for a while. It's feeling, uh, okay. feeling it's coming back. It's creeping in a little bit of discomfort. Okay. For a couple reasons, I'm going to make an executive decision on what track we play on this because I believe we can kill two proverbial birds with one stone based off of Gary's responses here. And I'm interested to see if my theory is right. So if you guys do have the time, I have a 10 minute track and it is best listened to in full. If not, let me know. We can definitely, we can, we can make do for the listeners, but, and for the listeners, this is going to be really cool. If you guys are feeling anything through the legs, through the low back, uh, anything to do with uh, the stories that the gentleman here have uh, have have outlined. Anything that sounds counter maybe in, in your, you know, being real soft. Maybe that's <laughs> might might be something you're experiencing too. Some injuries, some wonky shit going on in the in the lower body. Uh, this track, um, I'll 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 start it up and then I'll talk a little through it and uh, and you guys just get to hang out and chill if if that's mm. cool and uh and get into it and my best recommendation is when when i go through these and put on these karma concerts and uh and do my one-on-ones is just relaxing and again open heart open mind and best listen to with headphones let's see if this uh pops up here i'll pop in the uh the sharesy share that's the sound of screen share by the way just in case you keep that (laughs) by the way mike i think there's a on the screen share setting the sound share yeah there's a stereo setting and then a mono setting yeah i don't know if that i'm gonna double check that because i think mine is always on to stereo share sound optimized for video clip there we go yeah She's, she's stereo. So this one will really, really feel nice. You'll get the full experience if you're listening to headphones for sure. And it's still effective. Don't feel like, oh, I can't do it. No, it'll still be effective. You'll definitely feel some frequencies. It's just best listened this way. So let's pop this in and have a little ride. And I'll talk to you about what we're experiencing here as we get into it and settled. Let me know if that's coming through on your side. I can hear So the tracks that I work with, all the music is frequency-minded music of Listening to Smile. And you can find them at listeningtosmile.com. So I curate playlists, much like a program design with my personal training and strength background. This is like strength training for the bloody mind and body. And Listening to Smile creates a new frequency-minded music monthly in the theme of astrological energy as well. So while we're talking about the energy systems in our bodies, one thing came up that was consistent security for you two in your stories. And when we talk about security and highlighted by the areas you're experiencing, we talk about root chakra. A little sacral, but the root chakra right down that's your root, that's your safety, that's your security. And when that thing comes into question, oftentimes we'll experience physical trauma 
that's taking shape of the emotional trauma that we're feeling. So as you listen to this, I'll give you a little background on the root chakra. The root chakra color is red, right? So oftentimes when people close their eyes with these beats, these frequencies, they'll start seeing imagery and a lot of the time, even just blank canvas, like color, right? And it's been described when I'm playing, ironically enough, the root chakra, people will see a red hue, right? Not all the time, sometimes, right? So what I want you to focus on when you're listening to this is think about breath, being real slow about that. Feel what's coming up. Rather than judgment, we want to think information. Okay, if you feel things come up, tension come up, anxiety, ruthlessness, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, take that in as information and sit with it, breathe it. I'll be quiet for a, a couple minutes, let you guys settle in on this, all right? Checking back in with everybody experiencing this. See if your body is going through, if you're noticing anything as, as the first few minutes get into this. Now, this track is called Where Ordeals Are Faced and it's recorded at 396, which is a little under what the standard pop tunes coming out are 440. The good ones are 432, nice harmonized. So we're a little under there and, and as you know, as you notice going through, if you do practice with some uh, frequency-minded music, each each chakra is going to have a hold a different frequency because different tissues hold different vibrations. You know, some are thicker, some are lighter, and frequencies will actually help to stir some shit up. addressing the root chakra right at the bottom red is the color the affirmation we use is I am so think about that anytime 
you throw I am out there or anything that comes into question with your identity and your, 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 who you are, that I am, you're going to notice some things emotionally, physically in the body. So that's something to, uh, to think about as, as you go through the next few minutes here. What is it that I am? Finish that. Finish that sentence. If you like, I invite you to journal it down. Magic happens when you write that shit. symptoms, if you will, of the, the root chakra being blocked. Oftentimes, they can be things like, you know, feeling tired or exhausted more often. You know, no matter how much sleep you get, you're always feeling kind of burnt out. Stop talking knowledge. If you feel lost or flighty, spaced out, it's another common one. And again, the physical things are hip, knee, ankles, all that lower body. Again, think, that's your root. Funky feet going on, you got rolled ankle out of nowhere, wake up, knees wonky. Those are some physical symptoms as well to take into account. Again, red, I am, those are some of the symptoms. Take it in as information, breathe it. Give you the last couple minutes on yourself.
as we let the last little bit of this track come down. I'd like to encourage just get back in, feel it. If you got lost a little bit on the way, that's pretty normal. Love that. And uh, some things may move around and some things may not move around. That's okay. This is a, it's a reps. It's like going to the gym. You, oftentimes, it can happen like, waha, like, whoa, something like that. And then there's times where it takes a little more because it's really deep, right? So there you go, boys. I'm, uh, I'm interested that, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on? What's what's coming up? You guys want to share some experience? That'd be uh, super cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, as soon as you turned that on, I started the, I started to slow my breathing. Eyes went shut and, um, I spent a good, good amount of time, um, focusing on the sound, um, and my breathing. And then, and then I'd let go of that and it was just existing. And then you had mentioned about the affirmations, um, associated with, uh, with the first chakra. So I started to, to, um, I started to, to imagine like what, what affirmation I needed. Mm. And four of them came up and each one changed the sensation in my body a little bit. Um, I am, I am strong was first and that I, I felt a little bit of tightness in my chest. Cool. And then I went to, I am capable. And that tightness went down into the, the belly. And then, and then I settled on, I am powerful. And that's when I felt chills um, down my, my spine and through my arms. Mm-hmm. And, and the last one was, I am inspiring. And when when that one came out um the, the chills disappeared there was like this softness to my to my body that it, and then i opened my eyes and just started writing wow on my journal um, i wrote those down so i would you know, tell a story and i'm gonna i'm gonna write about this later too yeah dude very cool dude yeah nice breath, that, was, that, was, that was wild <laughs> yeah I was, thank thank you for for sharing that man that sounds like a trip the the sound mm. was unique mm. definitely something that i cannot recall ever hearing before um the way that it the way that it went up and down between each side of the headphones was just mm. it, it was dude it was ridiculously soothing um and i resisted it at first for sure Mm -hmm. um because i've been upregulated for a couple hours now um Mm -hmm. and then i looked at matt i saw matt has eyes closed i was like no shit i should probably do that too soft talk acknowledged (laughs) (laughs) So, so I did. And, um, I, I, I tuned into my breath and at first, you know, I started thinking about some of the problems that I'm facing and, 
and then I was able to shift to um, reminding myself, and I'm only acknowledging this now, like I'm, I'm processing what I went through. Um, Super cool. Super cool. And I, I started to, I started to shift to reminding myself that you've been through problems before you're going to get through problems again. Okay, cool. And, and then I set my affirmation to how I want to feel like emotionally and physically how I want to feel. And I slowed my breathing down to like 10 count inhale, 10 count exhale. Thank mm. you, Ramwad. If you've, if you're yeah, listening, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, I slowed my breathing down to 10 count inhale, 10 count exhale. And I just started repeating. I am strong. I am healthy. I am strong. I am healthy on the, like on the inhale. I am strong. I am healthy on the exhale. I am strong. I am healthy. Like I was making sure that both of those were being repeated in my head through all of it. And I'm lighter now as, as I acknowledge sitting here in deep breath and calming my nervous system and getting back to a parasympathetic state and you know um it's it's it was relaxing and my microphone fell over it was relaxing and you know what i needed in this moment to cool cool remind my remind myself and remind others that hey what you're going through is temporary and you're you're going to be on the other side of it there's <sighs> nice good breath there Ron. dude yeah <laughs> good breath that was that was rad man what and then let's let's turn that into a reflection what i'm going through is temporary mm. what i'm going through i'm going to get to the other side of i'm going to be okay yeah. <laughs> i'm okay and i'm temporary that's the thing people tend to I'm temporary. oh yeah absolutely like, i that's am temporary you're you're mm. here right now we're infinitesimal right that's important to know because if you know that that there's one thing for sure we all gotta die we can start living it's, literally it, right it's funny i said to, i was working with a pt client this morning and uh uh her mother is sick and then she like fell and broke her foot and and she was talking about taking care of her and not being home for the past couple of days because she's been taking care of her mom. And, and, um, and I use, I use the statement, we all have an expiration date. Mm. And that's dude. Yeah. Now, can I ask you guys on a physical level, anything change, anything soften, anything change is the best word with the knees and or the back, Matt back. A lot, a lot of that tension yeah, I mean, I don't feel it. I don't feel it now. I don't feel what I felt earlier like that. Earlier, it was like that, ugh, that you know, that, that like I got to sit down feeling. And now it's, and then I'm sitting on like a, a bar stool. That's, that's, right, my, right, right. that's at my computer desk. Right. Um, it's uncomfortable. And now it's, it's irrelevant. It just feels like... <laughs> It feels all good. Man, it feels cool. good. Cool, dude. How about you, Ron? Anything change? Um, 
the knees. The pain is still there. What I, so I started searching to see if there was anything. And what I am finding though, is that the pressure has released. Like I can still, there's still like a dull ache. Mm. And if I could give a physical symptom to stress, yeah, the stress that was there, the pressure that like it, I'm going to relate that stress to pressure. And I was feeling that through my entire body mm-hmm. and let's make the emphasis on was mm-hmm. like I, the, the lighter, when I said, I feel lighter, it wasn't just emotional. It was physical as it was physiological as well. So. Yeah. That, that's when you said pressure as uh, interesting uh, pressure of what physically yeah. what happens, what I see when I work with this is that the physical, that's why it's so easy because we can work on stuff that we can touch and feel cool. You just said uh, the pressure of my, and then I would assume my knee. And what I would do is I would translate that the pressure on myself, you know, like that's mm-hmm. the pressure on myself is now relieved. Oh, cool. Because all of the reasons that you just listed, you've now, and that's how interesting the energy works right we hold these emotional feelings in our body our body stores them in different areas depending on what those stressors are so you guys were both experiencing stuff that had to do with security and safety and then we put the right frequency in there and we start to break that stuff up and like i said i emphasize it's a start right this is this is reps 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 this stuff done daily wow you unlock doors like i said down corridors you didn't even know existed in the castle of your life. <laughs> and that's, that's the way it works, boys. That's uh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and allowing me to, to present that. Uh, that. This is my gift, man. This is, uh, this is what I do. Soft talk acknowledged here. I feel like we just, I feel like I just foam rolled my chakras. Yeah. <laughs> With your headphones. Broke right? up, yeah. Broke up <laughs> some, broke up some, some, like some tissue. Like that's, yeah, dude. Oh man, that was, that was, that was really, that was cool. And I'm reminded of our, how we started our conversation with nature and our connection to, to the earth and to the environment and how we are humans. We are beings on this earth. We're we're part of nature. Um, Some might argue that, (laughs) Um, and and like you said before like we're temporary and and i i make this um i say this a lot that our identity is is fluid it's in flux and it's like the um it's like the changing seasons and if you watch you just watch what's around you it changes constantly leaves fall off and new leaves grow and and we find ourselves sometimes too special for that, for change. Yeah. And when we allow it to happen, like what's going to happen the next year after the, after the frost disappears and the sun comes back up, uh, life, life comes in. There you go. Right. Whew. Dudes. Awesome stuff, you. Mike. It's been, it's been a treat. It's been a lot of fun. What I appreciate a, what a you. What a rip. That's, that's what we say up here. Right? Help for a rip, bud. I'm really glad we got to do this because, you know, it's, I watch you on Instagram and I watched, I watched you and 
if there was one person in our level two that my eyes were fixated on in the back and the camera, it was you. Like you, you, you have a persona that like, it, it just reminds me of a character in a TV show or a film. <laughs> and, and you have an, you have an energy to you that I was able to pick up on from the other side of the screen, literally probably over a thousand miles away. I don't know how far. Oh it yeah. From, we're opposite where, ends of the country. Probably, yeah. <laughs> 2000 probably. Is it, 2000 is it really 2000? So, so give, awesome. Give or like, take. Yeah. Like I was able to feel your energy through a screen and now I know more about who you are and you know, and that's subjective to the story that we pers- that we tell people, the, the mm-hmm. story that we want to believe that we are. And that's the story that we put out on a daily basis. And, and your energy and your uniqueness and the character that is my dude, Mike Schwartz, is, is sincere and original mm-hmm. and, a, and a breath of fresh air, man. Like, oh, dude. dude, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Man, wow received thank you thank you man that's um those those words and and to have you guys with that experience and be able to share that with you i mean yeah dude that's mm-hmm. welcome welcome to the world of my dude mike schwartz boys <laughs> and i love i love when we do podcast episodes and we get to do the thing that the person does like with mark we did a story work right right on our yeah. show it was cool oh, so yeah and, and people are going to love this. Oh, man. All right. We got to wrap it up. Mike, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to the border um, opening for yeah. us us peasants down here in the, in the States so I could come and visit. The... Oh, dude, we, got, we got home for you up here, boy. And, uh, we got home. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if anybody w- wasn't enjoying the, the, the music there in particular, um, I'm, I'm happy to... Uh, to, to offer the fine listeners of the of the pod here uh, my, my affiliate code as well so Solid. you guys did yeah and and for you guys too this this is again I, I i emphasize this is the glue of the movement and the language work for the identity of the mindset right so the music can be very very helpful in stirring just enough shit up to get you look in a different way so if you guys and for yourselves as well, I'd, I'd be be happy to if you if you want to put an album on. This is where this is where the breakthroughs will come, right? So um, you can you can purchase it with forty percent off. Um, the the affiliate code is Rock Doc R O C K D O C four zero Rock Doc forty. You can pick that up at uh, at Listening to Smile. Um, they've got a band camp on there, but if you head over to the website. You can pick that, put that little discount code RockDoc40 in the uh, in the checkout, and you guys can pick up unlimited albums, as many as your heart desires. Gift them, man. That's that's what mm. I say. You know, if you, I have a policy of that with books and music. If you love something, you buy two, and then mm-hmm. you gift some. Right? That's that's my jam. So, yeah, awesome. Boys. We'll put all of that uh, in the notes, in the posts, everywhere, so people get that information. Um, and if your book's on Amazon, send me that link. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you can find most Let's of the stuff. That. At, yeah, you can you can head to musicfitcollective.com. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And that way you'll be redirected into all the wonderful things. We've got a bunch of free resources up, up there for, for the inner rock stars. Again, I emphasize everybody's got an inner rock star and we just got to find it. So yeah, head over there and uh, and you guys you guys can find me. I'm, I'm out there. 
Awesome. Are you enjoying this podcast? If you are, we ask that you help us out by going to your Apple podcast app and leaving us a five star review and write something up, write something that you like about it, write what your favorite episode was, write what you've learned, write what you've implemented, write what you're, whatever you want. Even if, if you don't like it, still do that. We want to know some feedback and uh, see what we can do better. You could also head over to our Instagram, Mind Heart Muscle is the handle, and shoot us a DM or tag us in when in your uh, your podcast uh, screenshot when you listen to an episode. We would love to hear some feedback and love to see our fans um, talking about this and spreading the word. Share it with some friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with your dogs. This one, especially this episode, was uh, was worth it. So, guys, thanks again, and look out for our next episode with the one and only Dr. Julie Fouché.